Good morning on this Tuesday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you joined us yesterday, we're talking about Jesus healing the, the or the cleansing of the ten lepers. There was ten lepers that came unto Jesus as he had entered into one of the cities. And uh, out of those ten, uh, as they cried out, have mercy on us. And he told them, go uh, see the priests concerning uh, your cleansing. Uh, in other words, what the law said, what the custom said to do. And as they went, one of them returned back unto Jesus to give him thanks. Now, the whole basis of the story is, and then we'll look at the story of Jonah also to help us understand this, that in the giving of thanks, there is something that God does and something that begins to happen to us that begins to change us our attitude towards the way that we think, how our fears are dealt with, especially with thanksgiving, how there is a transformation and a renewing in our mind also uh, as far as faith is concerned. Because just as faith works, fear works. And just as fear affects us, faith affects us. So all of these things, all of these things are intertwined and combined. We're going to see later in the story of Jonah how the three days that he was inside the belly of that fish or that great fish, uh, he was uh, he was representing uh, basically what Jesus was going to be three days and three nights in the belly of the earth. But in that time that he's there. Uh, uh, as 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 he's there, he's praying, and nothing happens. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. But on the third day, when he starts giving thanks unto the Lord, that great fish goes and vomits him out on dry land. Not on the first day. Not on the second day. But on the third day, not when he was praying, but when he was praying and he gave thanks. That's what made the difference. Now, in the story of the ten leopards that are cleansed in the book of, uh, uh, I think it was in the book of Matthew that we had been reading. Uh, actually, I think it was in the book of. Let me look at my notes here. The book of Luke. Uh, they they came unto Jesus and they were cleansed. But the other one that returned actually went what, what I would call another level higher or a step higher or something more than just the cleansing. We had talked a little bit about the process that was required in the Old Testament in the tabernacle of Moses, the temple of uh, Solomon, how the people brought their sacrifices concerning things. But also, if you were a leopard, representing those that are sinners, uh, both before we come to Christ and after we come to Christ, if we happen to sin, it says, and the Lord spoke in the book of Leviticus chapter 14, also in the book of Leviticus chapter 13, the whole chapters, both of them are given over to explaining when there is this thing called leprosy or the plague. 
sin is a plague that was introduced by Adam to humankind. And uh, when man fell, then of course there was the need to deal with that plague, to deal with sin. Jesus, according to 2 Corinthians in chapter 5, verse 21, he was made sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. There was an exchange. Well, this is what God told Moses in the book of Leviticus. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, verse number 2, Leviticus 14, 2, This shall be the law of the leopard in the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought unto the priest. Notice, everything that Jesus did, everything that Jesus accomplished, he fulfilled the law. Every little iota, every little tittle, every little dot, every little comma, every little uh, whatever we want to call it, he fulfilled it to the max. So when these 10 leopards came unto Jesus and he healed them, he just didn't just leave them there and leave them cleansed. According to the law of Moses in Leviticus 14.1, it says, And this shall be the law of the leopard in the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought unto the priest. And the priest shall go forth out of the camp. And the priest shall look and behold the plague of leprosy. Be healed in the leopard. Verse number four. Then shall the priest command to take for him that is to be cleansed two birds alive, clean, cedar wood, scarlet, and hyssop. Now, there's a whole process. It's, it's, it's pretty lengthy. I'm not going to be uh, able to actually go through it all right now. But I want us to go back to the book of Luke. And I want us to see, we're actually in the book of uh, Leviticus towards the, the very end in uh, number, uh, verse 32 uh, after they have offered, and especially if they were poor, it uh, gives exactly, no matter how rich, no matter how poor you were, if you were a leopard, there was there was a process that you had to go through. So the, the story ends in Leviticus 14.32. This is the law of whom in whom, of him in whom, the plague of leprosy, whose hand is not able to get that which pertaineth to his cleansing. We had made mention yesterday, one of the problems of, ple uh, of leprosy was that if you were a leopard, uh, you were declared by the very priest that you were sent to, to declare you clean, you were sent to them and they came to you and they were the ones that declared you unclean. Of course, the psychological trauma and effects of being considered a leopard was absolutely uh, uh, drastic because that meant you were going to be separated from your family. If you were married, you were going to be separated from your wife. If you had children, you were going to be separated from your children. You were going to be separated even from the worship at the temple. You were going to be separated from everything. A, a foreshadowing of what sin is going to be 
and does in the life of an individual who dies without Christ, without redemption, without cleansing, without uh, any uh, whatsoever redemption in his life for the plague. And he will be separated eternally from God. But we learn some things from Jesus himself, who always gave thanks for what he was doing, whether uh, it was multiplying bread or whether standing at the uh, tomb of Lazarus, which we'll also be talking about. And Jesus simply just says, Father, I thank you that you hear me always. See, see the, the, the process of thanking God also begins to affect us in recognizing, let me see, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a month ago, a year ago, the Lord did this, the Lord did that. And we begin to thank him for it. A little by little, our our faith is affected. Our trust is affected. Our confidence is affected in that a little bit more, we're standing on solid ground. Whereas if we just come, God, you know, uh, heal me, Lord, uh, I need this miracle. Uh, Lord, bless me, Lord, this. And, and, and there's absolutely no basis behind it except that we just want, we just need, we have to have. Well, all of a sudden we go, Lord, I had need of this and I had need of that. And I want to thank you that you already fulfilled and you did. And then you did it again and again and again. Your faithfulness is absolutely overwhelming in my life. It over and abounds in every area. And and you begin to truly show gratitude and gratefulness to God for every benefit, for every blessing, for everything that he has done and that he is doing. And there is a change that begins to uh, take place in you. We no longer... Uh, begin to continue or allow to continue a, a bitterness or resentment or, or, or hatred or envy or jealousy because others are blessed and we are not or uh, God, uh, why, why ha- haven't you answered my prayer? Why haven't you heard me? Or why haven't you done this? We begin to release in our lives something that God says, Don't come empty-handed to me. Do not enter into my presence with your hands empty. Come before me with thanksgiving when you enter into my gates. When you enter into my courts, bring praise with you. See, we're offering him something. So God had preparation and had made allowance for, whether it was a rich man or a poor man, Everybody had to bring something to God. Well, this individual of the ten that was healed in the story of Luke chapter 17, verse 11, it says, It came to pass as he went through Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. So Jesus was on his journey ministry. When we get to verse number 12, it says, And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were leopards, which stood afar off. And of course, as we mentioned yesterday, they would have been uh, uh, shouting at the top of their voices, leopards, 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 in other words, don't come close. And it says in verse 13, And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, 
have mercy on us. And of course, we talked about that also, about uh, having mercy. And mercy is associated many of the times in the ministry of Jesus with people being healed. It says in verse 14, Luke 17, 14, And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. Remember what we just read in Leviticus in chapter 14? The law of leprosy required that the leopard see the priest. So what does Jesus do? He tells them, go your way. He sends them to go see the priest. Go show yourself unto the priest. Uh, and the word there is actually plural. It's not just one priest, but unto uh, all the priests that were going to be uh, ministering. And it came to pass as they were, uh, uh, it, it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Okay, their faith was that they believed that they were going to be cleansed if they sought Jesus. They asked him to fulfill a need. The need was they needed to be cleansed from that leprosy. As all ten of them obeyed and walked to go see the priest, it came to pass that they were cleansed. The leprosy was cleansed. The sin was taken away. The sin was done. It was done and over with. And that is the way it is with many. As soon as we have Jesus come into our lives and he touches us, basically we are cleansed from our sin. We are forgiven of our sins and we are made before him righteous. But here is the difference. One of them, it says in verse 15, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, so the cleansing that took place, is called by this man healed, healing, that he was healed. And the word that is used there for healed is not the word so-so, which is the word that is used so many other times, and Jesus would heal them and make them whole. Okay, the word that is used here is a different word, but it just simply means to cure. Uh, in in its in its in its simplest form, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, uh, but it's I A O M A I. Whereas the other word that is used for healed or healing or made whole is S O Z O Zozo, Soso. So uh, this man that had been healed, that had been cleansed turned back with a loud voice and he glorified God. He worshiped God. That's what he was doing. He fell down on his face at the feet of Jesus, giving thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Now, here is the difference between those that were cleansed and this man. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give God glory, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, 
Go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. So this man, different than the other nine, went from not only just being healed, but being made whole. And usually wholeness includes spirit, soul, and body. Every area of us that had been affected by the plague of leprosy, by sin, is now, little by little, made well. Mind, soundness of mind, spirit, heart, soul, emotion, will, every area is affected. But what made the difference? The giving of thanks. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.